taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat and a six-point ball. Hello, hello. We are back. It is episode four. We have a very special edition tonight. Um, we're recording here with, if you're from East Brunswick, he's kind of a legend. I'm, I'm not going to not gonna undersell it. Um, 2012 graduate, East Brunswick High School, three-year letter winner, played for Coach Bo Henning, the whole deal. He led his team to three 20-win seasons, played against Carl Towns, the likes, Kyle, um, Kyle, Anderson. Kyle Anderson, the whole thing. Um, went on to play at Ithaca, college freshman, saw action in 24 games, graduated with a degree in sports management. Now he's here with us, active presence on Twitter, Joey Ross. How are we doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Very to good. The show. And as always, we're here with the Staples, Ben. We got Cole. How are we doing, guys? Cole's awake this time. Yeah, Cole's awake. <laughs> so yeah, on the, on the heels of the NBA draft, it's coming in a couple days, um, trade rumors circling everywhere. I want to start in New York with our team, Joey. What do you think? KP's being shopped. Um, yeah, of course. Um, in New York, you know you're going to get the media. Um, it's always going to be a focus whether they're relevant or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I think the Porzingis rumors with he's being shopped is just not the right term. I think that Phil Jackson is listening. He, and He's answering calls. And he's answering, which is part of the job. For and, sure. And, you know, the, my take on it here is a couple months back or, you know, a month back in his press conference after the season, he openly said that nobody is untouchable. Um, and I think that the media kind of decided for some reason, since the Knicks have been, you know, out of, out of the media recently, that they're going to jump on this and, and start, you know, yeah, got to start a buzz. Him. Right. They got to start a buzz around Porzingis, you know, get the New York fans all riled up. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, I, I think there's nothing there. Porzingis is the face of the Knicks, um, He's the best. I agree with that, he's man, he's for the sure. best thing that's happened to the Knicks in in over a decade, probably. Absolutely. As long as as long as like I remember watching the Knicks, this is like as exciting a time. Like going back to Ewing, and like we weren't really like consuming basketball at that time. Right. But I want to go to Ben with something. You were telling me earlier that was it the Knicks called the Suns and offered that to them, or the Suns called them and said, "Hey, here's." Our offer. Well, as Joey, as Joey said before, it's just more more leaks to the internet, more gossip going on. I got you. That they said um, the Suns were offering Booker their fourth pick for Porzingis, which we ran a poll about 111 votes, I believe. This is preposterous. And we don't know who were Knicks fans on it. We don't know who just people are clicking on it that said yes to it. So that was pretty shocking. But what I, what I wanted to go back to with Joey was now at the end of the season when Porzingis didn't go to the meeting with Phil Jackson. Mm-hmm. And obviously Phil Jackson felt probably like a type of lay about that, like not good about that, that he's right. out riding a bike in Central Park and stuff. Now, would this help the relationship with Phil Jackson? Do you think he just doesn't care? Because at, at this point, Phil Jackson's going to be gone. When When's his contract up? At the end I of this think, year? Yeah, he's got one year. Um, yeah, at the end of next season, right? Right, right. I believe it's at the end of next season. I think... To be completely honest, I think the relationship between the two is is pretty rough right now. Yeah. Um, and Phil Phil's got a big ego. There's no doubt about Absolutely. that. He's not gonna Absolutely. He's not going to be. He's not going to be shown up by a 20 year old kid, regardless of who he is. And he picked him, so he's his guy. He said, "Yeah, I picked you. Like, there's nothing about it. like I could send you out. I could do anything with you." So. It's and, a rough relationship, right? And I'm as big of a Porzingis fan as there is, mm-hmm. but for me. Um, you know, if, if you're worried about the drama and you're upset, then you voice your opinion to the president. You talk about it with him. You don't just, you know, yeah. you don't just dip and, and, and be nowhere to be found. Um, there was also rumors that he didn't answer Coach Hornacek's text who reached out to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a supreme talent, but a, sure. a, as a 21-year-old, you can't just be a prima donna like this, yeah. especially in New York. But and at that, the same time, though, in the NBA, it's like... I'm kind of here for the idea where the players are essentially just controlling leverage that their team has, right? So it's like 
Jimmy Butler, for example, doesn't want to go to Cleveland. So as soon as the reports come out that they're talking to each other, he's like, nah, I won't resign. There goes all of the Cavs' leverage. They can't do anything. Right. And it's like these players are just forcing things on their franchises. And I don't know if I like that. Is that like a good thing or? Yeah, the the players certainly do have more power than, than ever before. Players, and yeah. In a social media driven world now, you, you see how just yeah. a little tweet or an Instagram. I follow somebody on Instagram. It's like, oh, it's, the Celtics uh, are doing the next this. Big yeah. thing. Now, do so, you think that? I guess we're going a little off track here, but LeBron started that maybe with the decision, or is that just it kind of progressing with the social media era and the big contracts now with the TV contract? That is just becoming that way. Like LeBron may have gotten rid of a blat that time, but now they're saying the owner. You think he's showing up LeBron by firing the GM now, or is it just a whole nother player GM fight, or just LeBron fighting with uh, the owner? That's you know to be completely honest, the Griffin firing is a com- is completely puzzling to me. Yeah. Um, at this point, I don't know if it really could be Gilbert. You know, Dan Gilbert yeah, going at LeBron, especially after, you know, the the whole letter thing when he left. I think that there, there's nothing that he could possibly, um, you know, for, for him to get on LeBron's bad side at this point would be just absurd. So I don't think it's a, anything between them. I'm wondering if it was something with the contract negotiations. Yeah. Or, you know, he was looking for more money. Mm-hmm. It's um, like the weirdest thing I've seen that. Like, with every GM he's had, he's had, like, what, five GMs there in, like, 11 years? It's, like, he lets them get to right at the end of their contract and then just makes a decision. And that just, like, pisses everybody off. Right. So, Gilbert seems to be the guy that just, he it's his team, like, he's going to do what he wants. Like, it's just like a straight power move. It doesn't matter if he has LeBron James or not. But, like, when LeBron James came back, he said, like, you have to sign all these players. Like, you're going to go over tax. Like, you're mm-hmm. going to pay all these the luxury tax and get right. all these players. But let's let's get back to the topic. I want to go back to the Knicks for one more second okay. before we get into the mock draft. All right. What would you accept, I guess, Fred and Joey, for Porzingis? That, that's the one thing that I want to tell to all my Knicks fans out there is mm-hmm. you should have no fear of Porzingis leaving the Knicks. And if somehow, maddening as it sounds, if Phil Jackson does decide to trade Porzingis, the, re- the return will be... You know, something more than you could possibly imagine if if it does go down. Exactly. You're talking about, you know, multiple draft picks, multiple rotation players. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somehow it does happen, the return will be pretty damn good. Yeah, so where I'm at with it is I feel like the only deal out there, it would have to be with the Celtics. And, like, we would need to start with the Brooklyn pick next year. We right. have to start there and add the three pick this year. Right. And then I want either, like, Jay Crowder or, like, Avery Bradley. And, yeah. like, then now we're talking. Like, now I have a starting player and two top five picks. And as a Celtics fan, that You're, That's never, just not going to happen. Never so happen. it's like... Danny Ainge is scared. for, like, three yeah. top ten I want their franchise. I want to do... If I'm trading KP, I want to do to the team what the Celtics did to the Nets. That's the... And take their whole franchise. Like... <laughs> And the reason that these hypotheticals are worth it is because that's the only kind of deal, in my opinion, that would, would exactly you know make that happen. Is it would be the three, the Brooklyn pick next year, and like you said, an Avery Bradley, um, Jay Crowder, you know, Marcus Smart somebody. in there also. It so, would take it would take a you know a so massive you, amount. So you're not with everyone else on our poll, and you're no, you're no Booker, their pick. For Porzingis? I think, you know, I think that it's something that you consider. It's not one that you just instantly throw away. Booker's a guy that's putting up 20 points a game. Scoring at a really, you know, a really good clip. He shoots the ball well. And with the number four pick, you know, there's some elite talent in this draft. For sure. But for me, I'm I'm saying no. Mm -hmm. Because we finally have found our franchise guy. Uh, Yeah. And I'm sick of starting over. Um, you know, giving up after one or two years, you got to ride it out with, mm-hmm. you know, the unicorn. The, I mean, the real trade the Knicks have to do, I think, on draft day is we got to get Melo out of this guy, off this goddamn team. It, Mello will... Send him somewhere for anything. Yeah. It, and the problem with Melo is, you know, Phil kind of, you know, devalued him in, in, <sighs> Absolutely. with all this, you know, excess talk and, you know, putting him on the trade block. I think at this point, like you said... 
anything that you can get out of Melo, any picks, any Paul George situation, any yeah. type of player, um, you know, that can fill in, or just like a, a bench player and like a late first round draft yeah. pick is what like it's you, better than nothing. Absolutely. So you know, you, you got to see. I so, think, so last questions on the Knicks. Do you see Melo on the team for the start of the season, starting day roster, first game? Is Melo on the roster or not? I think this is the the last time you'll see number seven. No in, in the shit, Knicks, you think he's off? Wow. I think that it's more likely at this point that they agree to a buyout than he okay. he starts on the Knicks roster. That's a lot of goddamn money, bro. But you it's, have to though. It's uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure if they agree to a buyout, they split up his contract over the five years of his two remaining years. So basically, fifty million dollars over five years. So for the next two years, they get you know ten million in free agency, but you. then they have to pay the pay ten the million um, for the remaining three years. Yeah. So. But yeah. So overall, we're not trading KP. We need Melo gone. Phil, if he's shown us one thing, he's shown us he can draft in the top ten, mm-hmm. right? That Absolutely. like like it, it is what it is. But let's go to Mr. Benjamin's favorite team. The team that just traded their number one pick. Only other happened, what, two or three other times. Celtics did it and got a parish and went back. So Exactly. So And it, when the Celtics did it in the 80s, it was probably the best trade in NBA history, maybe? Well, everyone downgraded it because Parrish was this guy that no one wanted. He was a bum. Yeah. But yeah, no, speaking, speaking of bums, the guy that you've called a bum, I never Markel called Fultz a bum. I just, <laughs> I just don't believe Fultz is head over heels better than Alonzo or, let's say, like, any, like, it's really not as great of a difference as people are making it out to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do you, you like the trade then to move to three? Uh, I mean, it's... We're, honestly, I hate when people try to uh, compare the trades right now for what it is because yeah. we don't know. We might not even know next year if it's a good trade or not. It's got to be down the line. If if Fultz turns out to be what you think he is, an mm-hmm. all-star, maybe next year, maybe even this year, then yeah, Celtics may have made the wrong turn. But getting a pick next year or possibly the year after and going back, yeah. and Danny Ainge likes Jackson, he likes Tatum. So if he likes them, you got to trust Danny Ainge. For sure. And we're going to what I think is going to happen later on. Yes. But um, now the first question is, can Fultz and Simmons play together? Who who handles the ball, you think? Cole, Joey. Like, who who is the primary point guard on the Sixers? Simmons. Simmons is, like, like and you play what, Markel, off the ball? Yeah. Does He's it work? He's a shooting guard. Does it work? It's going to be tough because, well, Simmons is obviously, we don't know what he's been doing the offseason. Embiid came back and can just draining threes now. He said he learned from a YouTube video (laughs) about white people shooting, and now he's shooting threes out of nowhere. So we don't know what Simmons has been doing in the offseason, that he could be developing a jump shot. Hopefully you watch that same video. Maybe. Hey, group chat, send it to him. You never know what they're doing in the offseason. But Simmons in college, we all saw that he wasn't a great shooter, wasn't a three-point shooter absolutely Absolutely. at all. It's his biggest flaw, for Mm -hmm. sure. So who's running the point on that team? I think it's going to be more so whoever gets, you know, whoever's the closest outlet off of a rebound, they're going to be get it and go. Mm -hmm. Um, And their, you know, MO I think is going to be that they've got two two ball handlers. And two um, good forwards. And two good forwards. Like, yeah, and, and Saric is another guy that's not really talked about. He's he's Good. right up there for rookie of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I, if um, you talk to Sixers fans, they'll tell you, like, he's, like, the best power forward in the league, though. Well, Sixers, <laughs> that's my favorite Sixers part. fans <laughs> have been trusting this process so for many years. But now, do you see them, with this trade, getting Fultz, competing for an eighth seed? Or are they continuing to tank, but not really tank at the same time? Because last year... When Embiid was playing well, they were close to competing for an eighth seed or up there within five games for a while, which is, I mean, in the East, I guess you could say competing. So you see anywhere near the eighth seed now? or I think, you know, I think they'll definitely win some games. I think, though, you know, it, it on paper, it always looks extremely sure. exciting. Um, and, you know, I fall, I'm a victim of this with the Knicks constantly getting, you know, overexcited. Get excited for your team? Well, we had a super team. Derek Rose told us that. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, so, so much for that one. Um, but yeah, you know, for me, I think 
there's a ton of upside for the Sixers, you know, undeniably. But when you you look at this group, they've got they've played less than 120 total that's, games. That's the issue. Um, you know, so, Bead's played 31, Simmons zero, mm-hmm. Fultz zero, yeah. and Sarge whatever 75 games. Yeah. So if Fultz play, let's say like Fultz stays healthy and he ends up just playing like 70 games, and the other guys miss a third of the season, they're still gonna like stink. They're they're not a playoff like team they have next to year. all be healthy, and like well if they're all healthy this has to be like the culmination of the process. Like yeah. they don't really have more picks. Like Hinky didn't get them anything else. They just really have the Kings pick next year, which they just like did some fucking yeah. crazy pick swap with the Celtics. Like I've never seen. <laughs> Like Danny Ainge with this goddamn protection, which shit. I'll get into in the <laughs> next point. But one more point to Sixers is I saw obviously another rumor we've seen online that the Bulls were rumored to offer Jimmy Butler to the Sixers for a three pick, which doesn't sound true. It just doesn't seem like a right pick really for the Bulls at this point. Mm. But would you have done that? Had Simmons, Butler, and Bead and Sarge on the same lineup mix, and then find a point guard that's a veteran also. So I have two veterans and then a bunch of. A young guys, which I think would be a good lineup to have, because Butler's not old; he's pretty young. And then, like maybe a Lowry, because well, yeah, he was interested. Top ten player, I think. I, I I pull the trigger on that one. I think if you're really looking to start forming the something, you know, the process has been going on for a while. If you want to start making strides, I think mm-hmm. you you know you pull the trigger. And if you guarantee that you can get Lowry, who you could guarantee. I'm just it was like a, a thought, you know, because yeah. you have two veterans, three young guys. That's a that's yeah. a half decent line if you have there. That's a playoff. Team. Really quick though, I feel like Kyle Lowry to the Spurs makes a lot more sense. I just saw today like he's he, older. Like he'll go to a team that's a better fit. And when they don't, when the Spurs don't get Chris Paul, like they could just throw like the exact same contract and Kyle Lowry be like, yep. And then like, Parker I'll, back to the I'll bench to play his yeah, little minutes. That's not a bad. That's not a bad landing spot for San sure. Antonio, they, you know, they really need. A, a legitimate point guard, point yeah. Because you can't have Parker out there on crutches trying to play a <laughs> point guard at his old age. All right, so let's switch it over to the other side of this uh, trade with the Celtics. Yes. Now they got all these picks. They keep getting all these picks. Yes. They're rumored to Jimmy Butler, Paul George, how many picks? Yeah, so how many picks do you think they use? They use all of them. I think Danny, like, like not, not like use like like how many do they like use to draft a player? All of them. See, what I think Danny Ainge in the back of his mind is thinking is, let's wait till LeBron leaves, collect all these young, good players in the top of the draft, and just take over the East if I've towards said the it, end of the year. If or I've the said end it, of LeBron's career. If I've said it once, I've said it before. I'm telling you, the narrative is going to be the year will be like 2022. LeBron James will have made his 13th straight like <laughs> NBA Finals. He'll, be like, he'll have like six rings. Everybody will still be like, is he better than Jordan? And we'll still have the same conversation. And the Celtics will be still stuck. And they'll just be doing the Bill Belichick the entire time. And Danny Ainge will be like like 65 years old with like 47 first-round draft picks. <laughs> and LeBron will be like 42. Like he's like a fucking robot. <laughs> it's just tough seeing because they're rumored with all these top players. And if they get Jimmy Butler, then they can maybe contend with the Cavs with LeBron on it. But realistically, it's going to be the Cavs and the Warriors again, which... It'll be fun to watch another Celtics team that good again, but to get good young players to progress later on in the future would be also fun to see at the same time. Okay. But we'll save that after the draft, and we'll see who everyone picks. Yeah. Now we're going to go right into our uh, a wanna, mock. Let's go right into the right mock into draft. Okay. So I think everybody is aware. Well, we didn't really get to the trade. We'll bring Cole in a little bit more here. Um, your team, the Nets, picked up D'Angelo Russell. Like, how are we feeling? Um, you know, you're you're sad to see Brooke Lopez go. Are you, though? That's... I feel like he's been on the trading block. Anytime anybody said a trade, it was like, Brooke Lopez is going where? So it's like, you dump his salary, you're going for a young team, you send him out west, and that's it. But he's Brooke, you had him when you went to Brooklyn. Really? You're doing sentimental value? He's been there With a his while. Name, the he's, name he's association. Mr. He's Mr. Net. He's probably the longest tenure net in a well, long, if long time. I remember time. correctly, all-time leading scorer for the Is Nets. he? Does he have more points than Vince Gordon? Cole's going to get I'm, on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Vince stand wasn't by that. at the Nets for that long. I'm going to stand by that, that Brooke Lopez is the Nets' all-time leading scorer. I can't think of anyone. Jason Kidd wasn't there that long. Jefferson mm-hmm. wasn't there too long. You mean you could go How back. about Keith Van Horn? Keith Van... This is great radio here as I... We always look stuff up here. Somebody's got to look this up. 
Kenya Morton. I stand Kenya by Martin's my Kenya Morton hasn't answer. been there that long. But while Fred's looking this up, we're going to do a mock draft after we figure out who's the leading scorer of the worst team in the NBA yeah, so of all time. That trade, I think it's it's good. D'Angelo has a lot of potential, and he's got some young guys to play with in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Well, he's twenty. He's like he's like, like twenty one, twenty two. You, you making this trade as like a Nets fan is like you're getting back a little bit of what you lost. In the Celtics deal. Like, you're getting a guy yeah, that was drafted top three. We're getting that pick that we traded away. So Essentially, in D'Angelo. Yeah, and a pick you didn't make. You're, and you're getting a guy who has, like, Kobe Bryant, like a, like a Kobe stench on him. Of a just, like, don't pass it, because he might not get it back. So D'Angelo? As, yeah. But like, he's also a really good passer. He is a good passer, but, like, I feel like Kobe and Byron Scott kind of taught him, like, if you're holding the ball, if you don't shoot it, like Kobe's probably not going to give it back to you. So, yeah. but so if he breaks that, I feel like I feel like yeah. You know, I don't really like giving away the draft pick, but you, yeah. <laughs> and Brooks' salary was only there for one more year, and now you're taking on Mozgov's for a little bit longer. That's also true. And so yeah. So I found. The stat for the Nets' all-time leading scorer, and Joey came in clutch. Brooke Lopez by four points. <laughs> oh shit! Over Buck Williams. Cole, any idea who Buck Williams is? I had Buck Williams number two. I was gonna say that next. I had him ranked. He ranked my all-time Nets list. And then we're gonna do top five. It goes: Brooke, Buck Williams, Vince Carter at three, and then Richard Jefferson at four, Jason Kidd at five. Yeah, so we were in the neighborhood. All right, so we go. Joey right. fucking nailed it. Look at that. Name the only Nets players who are. Cool, you have to get yourself. Any, a, really, any good. Cool, get a Buck, Buck, Buck Williams jersey. Buck Williams jersey. <laughs> People think it'll be Duran. That <laughs> <laughs> no, you're probably still paying. All, All right, right so, mock drafts. Let's yeah, so no, draft. on the heels of that Nets trade, it kind of locks in. We know, well, we know Fultz is going number one. It locks in the Lakers at Lonzo Ball number two, presumably. I think we're all. There for that. Agreed. That's a hundred percent at this point. All right. So here's where the here's where it starts to get touchy, right? So, Cole, where who are you taking if you're the Celtics? I'm going with Josh Jackson. You think Josh? See, I'm there too on Josh Jackson. Joey, I'm gonna I'm gonna say if it's not traded, then Josh Jackson will be the pick. Which is really weird that we're all saying this and all the experts out yeah. there are saying Tatum. See, this is a I, Danny Ainge move. Though. I will go Tatum. Only reason I have behind this is because they haven't worked out Josh Jackson yet. And after Tatum's workout, Danny Ainge fell in love with Tatum. So that's my only basis but behind then if it. if you're trying to bring in Hayward or Paul George or Butler, yeah, Tatum's going to be playing that same position. Well, my real question is and how... have Jalen Brown and Jay Crowder... So the they're old, in an, you know, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, they're in a good. very interesting spot now that I think about my Jackson pick. They Jalen Brown is, is the their guy position, now. They yeah. literally, you mm-hmm. know, they're very similar, defensive-minded guys. You know, Brown's got some upside to him, and sure. and you're you kind of got you know, a, a, you're filled with guards already. I think they're really trying to move that pick you have to as we it, speak. I believe. Okay, um, for for a star player and for, like, first, you know, that's it. Another big name because at or just, what I could see Danny Ainge doing a Danny Ainge move and moving back even further. Just get more get picks. If trade he, the three if he, to the Kings, get five and ten and like a first in like three years, <laughs> like top like crazy protection scheme. Only if it's like between three and six. Yeah, right? there's just always okay. So I said Tatum, the rest said Jackson. Yeah, next and pick the Suns at four. I'm feeling like whoever one of these guys. Doesn't like the Celtics don't take. That's who's going to the Suns, right? I I at four. I'm going to go with a surprise one that I've been seeing recently. I think they're going to go with Jonathan Isaac at four. That's my dark horse. There. That is Fred's. I love it. Hang on, listen to Fred's comparison. Listen, right I here. said it. What was it? Two up. He John, Jonathan Isaac's Kevin Durant, and like that's just where I'm at with it. And until I'm until he shows me that he's in fact not Kevin Durant. I'm completely here for any team taking him as high as, like, three. He's very athletic. His wingspan I have right here. It's like 7'9". Yeah, it's yeah, seven one and a quarter. He's 6'11". 
So that's great. That's pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, no, he's certainly he's you know very eye opening to teams with his length and you know defense ability is off the charts. Yeah, very good defensive ability. Rebounds pretty well. I I disagree with the Durant comparison Ah, because Durant. Yeah, Durant's all, that's what guy, I Durant is, is scoring 25 points a game in college. I think Isaac averaged 12. True. Um, he, Durant I, is a, you know, I just, I a see very uh, Isaac elite, aver- elite scorer. Isaac averaged 12, 7.8 rebounds, 1.2 assists. He's he's much more raw than yes. Durant was in terms of that's what I agree with that, but how long did it take him playing in Seattle for people to be like, oh, shit, like... This guy's really good. Kevin Durant's been... Since high school, they said he was supposed to be a superstar. His shooting is way above what Isaac's at right now. I mean, Isaac can develop a jump shot, can develop all this. It's like the one thing you can actually, like, make happen. But we're seeing... I don't see him as Kevin Durant. He's going to be a very raw talent defense, which the Suns need desperately some defense and wing play because they're full of guards Mm -hmm. and they're... not really full of big men at this point because they drafted what Alex Lynn a while ago, right, and he yeah. didn't develop too much. They had Tyson Chandler playing center a lot this year, which he's becoming old, and you obviously or more though Tyson Chandler, the great. And then, um, so with the next pick, we're going with the Kings. Little breaking news oh. right here. Uh oh, guys, don't like to do this, Da-na-na. but the uh, Clippers have put. DeAndre Jordan on the block. Uh, oh, oh my God. God. On, the block. on the block? Says whom? A gentleman Crispy on his couch. Haynes. Crispy. Legion <laughs> Hoops tweeted it out. Crispy uh, Chris Bacon. <laughs> John P. Fake Man. Yeah. Yeah. reporter for ESPN. Verify on Twitter. Oh, oh verify. Fuck He's got that verify guy. next to him. All right, so <laughs> after the Suns, we're going with the Kings. And, uh, Cole, we'll start with you since we go back to our circle here. Mm-hmm. Um, Kings. I'm going with Fox. Okay. I feel Joe. like that's what... I think that's a lock. Yeah. They coming out, right? Yeah. I, well, Fox, I think, is going to be a great player. It's just all the teams in the top four are picking point guards already. And, I mean, not all of them, except for the Celtics and Suns, but... They all have point guards. Celtics are heavy point guard. Mm-hmm. Suns are heavy point guard. Mm-hmm. You're, are you going to pick Fox over Lonzo? A lot of people will, but the L.A. connection there is tough to do. My only thing is I could see the Suns taking Fox. Another, Just because they love the Kentucky guards. It'd be a Sunsy pick. It would be a very Sunsy pick. To pair him with the Eric Bledsoe. And, like, they're like just... and then they will trade Bledsoe away. I think they Fox could. They uh, like Eulis though. I yeah, think. It, yeah. I forgot about fucking Eulis. Oh another Kentucky. Boy. They have so Ty Warren as a guard <laughs> there, not from Kentucky, but another. <coughs> okay, so Fox, we're going five. Uh, Magic, we're gonna go the other way. The Fred. See, I think they go with the big guy out of Arizona. I think they go with Markinen. Markinen, interesting. Okay, Cole. Okay. Um, I can see them going with Monk. Okay, that would be that would be, be good with them. nightmare. It'd be yeah. such a bad Cole. Fit. Who did I pick? So I gave you all my picks for the Excel sheet. This is great. Radio. You had Isaac. Okay, well Isaac to uh, that would be a good pick for them too. But it would be tough to go See, all the way down for the Magic to get Isaac. If he drops, it's an automatic lock for him. Yeah. But if he passes the Celtics, Suns, and Kings, I'll be very surprised. Well, at that point though, because if Isaac goes to the Suns early, if the Suns reach for him, apparently, like according to like draft boards, then. Tatum would be there for the Magic. Yeah, for my sixth, I, I have him sliding to that spot. If, yeah, if the Celtics, there. if the Celtics don't take him, I think he slides to six. Um, so I'm gonna go with Tatum or possibly Dennis Smith Jr. At six. Okay, because he's been high. People are really high on Dennis Smith. It's just once again, it's a it's a heavy guard uh, draft going on here, and a lot of teams are like heavy in a. Uh, Heavy for guard. So mm-hmm. next, after the Magic, would be the Timberwolves. Fred? Uh, see, this is kind of sentimental value for me. I just want to see as many, like, gigantic athletic people playing in Minnesota as I can. <laughs> so this is this is where I want Jonathan Isaac playing with Towns, playing with Wiggins, and, De- like, and all those guys. I just think it'll be electric. So that's where I'm at with that. Cole? Um, I could see them getting rid of Rubio and bringing in another European point guard. I believe is that my also pick is what Malinka. I'm... 
Nidalenko. I can see them because Rubio there has been on the block for a while, and you I, actually I, had Devin Smith here. All right, well, point guard because they want to get rid of Rubio, so Dennis Smith, I believe, will be another. It's a point guard. Whoever's point guard's left because you we never know where the point guards are going to go. Mm-hmm. But Joey, what do you see? Um, so again, I had Isaac at four. I think if Isaac doesn't go four, he's the absolute absolutely the pick there at seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's going to be gone, so I'll go with Markinen at seven. That's a good pick. Lot, I mean, it's hard. It, it kind of goes against like, uh, like, what you're trying to do. I think maybe in Minnesota, but then again, you could stretch him out, play Carl at the five, and then just put Staple Gorgie to the bench, and just play Markin at the four. Just sign them to. You just it's fine. It's the NBA. You just staple him to the bench. Like nobody cares. Now just go with that three big rotation. That's tough to do in the NBA now because all these teams are going to go small, and if you try to. Well, Carl, that's what I'm saying. If they stretch Carl to the five, marketing can be a stretch five, step out and hit the three. So, yeah, I I could see it happening. Now, with the almighty yeah. Knicks pick at number eight, Jerry Ross comes out to the podium to announce <laughs> what pick. So the Knicks have been completely tied to Frank the Frenchman. The Frenchman. Yep. But I will say this, in years past, whenever there's a guy that, you know, everyone thinks is, is going to be the pick, it just, of course, is not the pick. <laughs> of course. Why uh, would it be And the for pick? me, I think that they're going to take the best, most talented guy available who's ready to come in and make a difference. And if Monk somehow slips to the eighth spot... The Knicks please their fans, and they're going to take Malik Monk. Okay. That's yeah. what I've got. So give us three guys you want to see the Knicks pick. If those three guys are picked, you'll be excited with it. Um, I'd say my three at that spot, if they can land either Monk, um, French Frank, or um, Dennis Smith, if he slides there, I'm, I'm going to leave the draft happy. You're okay. gonna get a, you know, yeah, you're gonna is, get a point uh, guard. That is who we had. Fred <laughs> had Frank. Me and Fred had Smith. Yeah, I, see, here's the dicey part. I think Malik's ceiling is higher than Dennis Smith, just from what I've seen. But Dennis Smith fits a need better. I feel like on the team, like we, like we need a goddamn point guard. Right, because like we can't have Derrick Rose on this team next year. We yeah, can't do it. Uh... Just a just a quick tidbit: Do either of you see Derrick Rose on the lineup the first? Oh, game? he'll play, and I'll be pissed. Well, do like, they sign him? I think it's it, it really depends on who they end up landing in the draft. If it's Frank, I think it's more likely he resigns. If it's if I, they get Monk yeah, or smart. Smith, I think it's much more likely that he doesn't come back. But, um, I'm going to say this right now, Rose, maybe to the T-Wolves. See, if that was going to happen, I feel like it would have happened during the season, where they would have just dealt Derrick Rose. And then we're going to go to nine, the Mavericks pick, the Dallas Mavericks pick. Yeah, see, this is where I have Malik Monk going, because I like Dennis Smith to the Knicks. Okay. You see, so it's like the Mavs are just going to end up taking... The next best player there, and then the next guys available that are good are bigs, really. So it's like they got to replace Dirk, though. Can you can you replace Dirk, or are you just drafting a different kind of player at that point? Cole, who do I pick? You have Markin. You have Markin. Markin, there it is. That's the obvious. That's the guy right there. That's who you're gonna replace him with. I will say this though. um, I think that it seems pretty. You know, again, like I said, sometimes when people are kind of circled as the pick, um, it, it doesn't end up happening. Sure. But, but Frank and Telekina, um at nine, it's been rumored that, you know, Cuban has started to build a relationship with him. The assistant or the coach from uh, French Frank's uh, Strasbourg team in France is coaching the Mavericks um Summer league team, team okay. No shit. Really. Wow. And they, you know, and again, I don't know what the media is really doing, but they're saying that Frank would like to go to Dallas. And, but you, you don't know what the what there. the top teams are going to do in front of them because that's tough for Frank. Because right. Frank was going anywhere from I saw from six to ten. Right. So that's that's tough to. We are getting into the area where it's highly dependent on what teams they. Yeah, yeah, that's right. very true. All right, so we're gonna go. The Kings have another pick at ten. 
See, this is where I have Zach Collins out of Gonzaga. They lost. I feel like it just adds bench presence. It adds like just another athletic guy that can just get dunks mm-hmm. around the rim. You add the point guard with Fox earlier, and it's just it's a smart move there. That's Joe. I like it. I, I could see Collins going ten. You release. I mean, you traded Boogie Cousins. Kind of. Well, you essentially released them. <laughs> yeah, for what you got back, but I mean, Buddy Heald, we still don't know. He's a great shooter, great playmaker here and there. But they, I believe, they also need a point guard He's like as well. Twenty nine so. years old, though, isn't he? Like literally, yeah. they they have Collie Stein also who showed some signs. Of Very athletic. Year. So yeah, that'd be a nice pair, I think. You know, him and Collins. Cole, anything? Uh, uh, I do like Collins there. Okay. Um, I would not be surprised with Luke Kennard though. Well, now here with the Luke, uh, so high. Luke has so, not been off the board on here. Board on here. So hot. See, I, I have him going next to the Hornets. To the Hornets, but it kind of messed up my logic, right? With this Dwight Howard trade, which I don't know. Did we get into that a little bit? Like that was just puzzling. Yeah, that was. They sent a bunch <laughs> right before this. Uh, yeah, sent a bunch of their taller, whiter players to the Hawks, and then like gave up like another pick. To get back, like, and then you just draft Kennard. But then this kind of fooies the trend that the Hornets have. So I don't know. I don't know. That's tough, though. Now with Dwight, I mean, the with Kennard pick trade, wouldn't be bad. Kennard there. Kennard would be a good pick. Sure. Yeah, Joey, got any, like what's a need, really, that you could see him going with? Um, well, they did just trade Bellinelli, I believe, in that trade, who is a shooter. Shooting also, off the bench. Um, I, I I like I like Kennard a lot. Honestly. I do. I, I think he's he's very talented. He's kind of underrated. Um, I would love being a Duke fan to see Kennard on a team that spreads him out, that loves the three point shot. Or I would love him. It won't happen because the Bucks are uh, drafting, I believe, seventeenth. If he was on the Bucks, came off the bench and just gave him a shooting oh, presence, he'd be a goddamn snipe. like Jason Terry came off yeah. the bench for him and right. was just lighting him up for threes, which I don't I don't think would happen. But I want to see him on the team. Because he's not gonna, he's not gonna be a guy that's out there doing it himself. Like he needs people passing it to him, really. Yeah, he I mean, he could create system. his own shot once in a while, but I just, I would love to see Luke Kennard uh, succeed in the NBA. So after the Hornets, we have the Pistons. Yeah, and see, this is where I have Frank falling to at twelve. I feel like this is a good spot for him. Reggie Jackson is probably gonna move on in Detroit, so. Hey, Stan gets another young player. The last two times he drafted young players, he just, like, struck out as bad as you really can with Stanley Johnson, who's still not good. And that other guy whose name I don't know, which probably isn't good either. Contavious? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Now, Carwell Pope I like. Uh, I think he's out of there. Pick the last year. He is. I think that I think the Nets are likely. Yeah. The Nets have a lot of cap space, which I was kind of not too surprised about when I was looking at the uh, cap space. They were second to last, and now with moving Brooke Lopez out in the cap space. So they have a lot of cap space. I mean, the Nets isn't a, a great place teams are looking at to go, but they can throw more money at players that will get, let's say, I'm just going to make this up, 15 year for a guy. They could bump it up to 20 to 25. And it's hard for an NBA player to say no to an extra 5 to 10 million a year to go to Brooklyn, which is probably a great city. You're in New York City, you're in Brooklyn, you're yeah, in a nice new stadium. Cooling out there. And you got Russell, who's not a bad point guard now, nice and young. You have Lynn, not an well, awful point guard. He might tweet out and like photos of you like cheating on your fiance, <laughs> which might happen. It could that could be a negative in his uh, allegedly, allegedly. But, but we'll see. I think it, I think that one's a little more than allegedly because the legend um, himself, Swaggy P, said so. And that's just what it is. All right, so who do you have going to the Pistons? You said Frank. <laughs> I have Frank to the Pistons. Joey, I've Eddie. got uh, Donovan Mitchell out of Louisville. See, I like him. That's a good pick. That's a guy that if the Knicks can trade, um, you know, move somebody to get another first-round pick, uh, Donovan Mitchell and Luke Kennard are my two targets in the 12 mm. to 15 range that I really like. Um, so I think the Pistons are going to lose Caldwell Pope in free agency. And you plug in Donovan Mitchell, and that's a you know. That'll nice be a great, feeling. yeah. All right, so we're gonna do the uh, the lottery, which is fourteen. So we have two more picks left. Yes. So we have the Nuggets. The Nuggets is tough because they have a lot of. They, they just have a lot. Of, I feel like this is a spot where I'm gonna go against what I wrote down here, and I just think you can just shoot for the stars if you're the Nuggets. You you just pick the player that you think has the just biggest upside. 
and it's like a guy like OG Ananobi. And oh, you can just okay. like get him. You don't if you miss, it's not the worst thing in the world. You still have Murray, you still have Jokic. Like you, can, you have a team. They have like two decent young guys. Jokic looked unbelievable last year as a passer, a big guy, a scorer. And then you still don't know with Murray though. He came off the bench last year. You He's know a he could shoot, knockdown shooter. Dude. And then He's you not have, a point guard really, but well, can you play Moody uh, at the one, Murray at the two? Well, Moody stinks. That's. He's not he's bad. He's a he's stink. It's, it's it's tough to they've have a point Gary guard. Harris. They've got Gary Harris. They've Dave got Gallinari still, Murray. I believe, right? Gallinari's going to walk, yes. I think. I think he's done. He's done? Uh, okay. See, Free I, agent this year. I wouldn't mind a cheap deal coming back to New York. He can play off the bench. I s- Give us 25 <laughs> minutes, 20 minutes we, a night. Uh, he's going to demand $20 million <laughs> a year, no. and we're not going to have that for a bench guy. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what it's going to cost? I'm, I'd say so. I think he's going to get a right around 18 I saw Iguodala is... In today's NBA. Teams are going to offer Iggy like $20 million yeah, a year. Yeah, it's insane. Sean Livingston's probably going to get around that too. Oh, fun fact. Uh, no way. Today. You don't think Sean Livingston's going to... Iguodala is up there in age also. You don't think the Magic call Sean Livingston and they're like, we'll give you three years, thirty like $9 million, $40 million. Absolutely. You don't see the Knicks giving him like a I real, see the Knicks like a giving, contract. What, what, well, does anyone have his current contract? No, nah, he's an unrestricted free agent. Same thing with Iggy. No, I, I mean, like, do you know what he's making currently? Oh, uh, by the way, I, was, I found that Sean Livingston did not attempt a three pointer this season. No That's shit, incredible. But In no, they're making they're making the like almost peanuts. Like Livingston's under like three mil, and he got hurt, and he's never really been paid. Let me. I'm just gonna. So if like somebody throws money at him, like just to like, screw up the Warriors bench, he's got his rings now. He's gonna chase the money. He chased the bag. That's right. He's Thirty-one years old. Okay, he got three years, sixteen million was his last contract. That's nothing. That's like five, six million a year. How much did you say? Three years, sixteen. Okay, I I would expect something like ten million dollars a year for over two you know, two years, twenty million, something like that. I, I personally he, he's not getting it. he's thirty one years old. He's a good bench player. I personally I think he's that, going right back to the Warriors. I mean if I'm him, I would I wouldn't mind I'll play in Miami. Secure the for bag. ten million a year. Because Miami just like has cap room every single season. Isn't there no like uh Income tax in Florida? No state income tax. Yeah. People forget. That's very true. You know, <laughs> secure the bag. That's why they said Hayward might go there. But off topic. So let's get one more pick in. Yes. We're going to go with the last pick in the draft is the Miami Heat. Very interesting pick here. What are you going with? Fred? Uh, I mean, this is where I have Joey's boy Donovan Mitchell going. Okay. Okay, with Dragic? I'm sorry. He's just, he's just best the best player. on the board. You know, he's just athletic, two guard. At that point. Yeah, you and go with anything at doing. that point. That's tough though, because you would think maybe wow. they want to get a swing guy now that. Uh, well, OG in my scenario, which is of course the correct one, you know, because I'm just right about things. Um, and OG goes right before him, so that that would be their shoot for the stars wing player. Okay, Jelly. I'm gonna say um, this is where Justin Jackson finally comes off the board. <laughs> um, See, you I, know, if if you can, if you're the Heat and you can get him at the end of the lottery, you don't think twice. Um, they need wing play. He, you know, he's a winner. He's a, he's a winner. He's you know he can shoot the three. He's, he's long. He's also yeah. not young, really. Yeah, but he's like 26, right? Like college, like literally though. Isn't I, he? He's probably 23 or 22. 23. See, 23. I'd rather draft a guy who's like 19, who has yeah. done like a similar thing. I I feel that way, you know, if you're looking at top ten, but once you're towards the back end of the lottery, you're I think you, you take a you know, a guy who can provide for you, you know what you're gonna get, a three three and D kind of guy, long winner. I, I think that's probably the pick. If he's still available even. I could see him going earlier than that. You want like a Justice William Justice Winslow like type of guy, just like with a better shot. Right. Maybe yeah. a little yeah. worse on defense, but um I I want to do some honorable mentions from Draft Express, where they have a couple guys going like just way lower than they should, like. And I just Caleb Swanigan is just he's going to get drafted by the Spurs. That's just what's going to happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, that yeah, that's a, that's definitely him. And um, 
Ivan Rob are two guys that they. Cal, That's so funny. Ivan Rob is the Cal. Um, yeah. He's coming yeah. out of high school, you know, a top prospect in the country. After his freshman year, he was discussed as you know a borderline lottery guy. He's kind of uh, you know slipped a little bit. Yeah. I don't think he had as good of a sophomore year as people were anticipating. But if he goes somewhere, you know, the back end of the first round, I think he could be a nice pick for somebody. Yeah, ninth um, man off the bench, you know, just like just to start his career, and then you just see where it goes, see if right. he can kind of turn it around. And then I like Jawan Evans. Have you seen him from o- from Oklahoma State? I saw a little bit of him this, uh, you know, this past season. I can't say I'm too familiar with him, but yeah, he's uh, he just like one day I looked at this and he was like going like 26th. And the next day I looked, he's going like 42nd. I'm just like, who did he kill? Like, what bad <laughs> happened to like just drop him all the way there? And my, I'm going to go my honorable mention. I have, I'll go with two. Uh, TJ Leaf, okay. I think, could become a solid player. I saw a lot of comparisons. I don't know if it's because he went to UCLA, but was the Kevin Love, which I don't totally agree with at the yeah. time. But if he can go somewhere, like maybe the Bucks could use a nice four guy. That can shooter. go along with Giannis. That's a good shooter. That would be a, a great fit for him. And then I would just like to see, uh, I went to a, scene, a couple of Seton Hall games, and one of them they played uh, Creighton. And the big guy, Justin Patton, Justin Patton great hands, mm-hmm. pretty mobile, very good. I mean, because he's very tall, blocks some shots and everything. If the Nets can get their hands on him at the bottom of the draft, that might be, that might be... A solid move. He's just a big guy. Very raw, though. Freshman. Well, the, Nets, is a solid move the Nets have a lot of time on their hands. If they have one they thing, they have time guys. to stink. So it's like, just draft the guy with the highest potential that's the rawest. Another guy I can... Well, you know what? They traded away the 27th pick today, the Nets. But a guy Which that I can crazy. even see... Preposterous. Um, them reaching for a 22 is Harry Giles. Um, that's another, mm. you know, swing for the fences kind of mm-hmm. kind of guy there. I think a lot of people are saying he's going to be taken higher. Draft Express there has him go. at 26 right now. But uh, I also yeah, saw him a couple a weeks spot, ago man. in the, that's cool. I, in the 20s. I personally can see the Heat making a stretch for him. 14? I mean, he's his a knees, lot of promise. Yeah, and oh, I absolutely. remember watching those high school videos. He was jumping outside the goddamn gym. But me, I watched almost every Duke game because I'm a Duke fan. He just struggled. You could just tell his could, He wasn't healthy. He just wasn't you healthy at all. He couldn't slide a piece of paper just, underneath his feet like when he jumps. That's why I say that would, the Heat wouldn't be bad. You m- match him up with Whiteside, learn something here and there. Because they developed Whiteside. You, can't, you really can't say they didn't because Whiteside turned into, he's be not a, bad. He's, he turned into a fantastic center. So... You never know with Harry. If he got back to his athletic I'm self, it's a huge stretch. I could see it happening. They no, I saw him. Probably played I saw him inside the top twenty, the twenty-five range for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's about it. Joey, any other uh, honorable mentions you got uh, going later? Any Josh Hart got any ideas where he would go? That's, I, that's a guy I could see the Knicks taking around forty-four like, later on. That's a you know that's another guy. He's a little bit older, but mm-hmm. that's a guy. But veteran, like you said, winner, another winner. Right. Somebody's gonna get lucky with him in the second round. A guy that's won, um, you know, really tough defender. Um, you know, he's he pretty pretty good offensive talent to him. He's a clutch player. He's made you know multiple big plays in his career. Um, I, I, I like him in the second round. That's another thing. Speaking of the second round, I like the fact if the Knicks if we can hit on some of these picks in the second round and just get, like, rotation players, like, I'm like I'm completely here for that. Mm-hmm. So and I got one more, then I'm done. I don't know if you guys have right. any more. Frank Jackson, point yeah. guard, watch him at Kansas. Another, another I believe... Frank, Frank Mason? Frank Mason, I'm yes. sorry, yes. Frank Jackson on Duke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which... There's he, so many Franks. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it's out of control. But, um... And they're all point guards. That's very true. Also, I think he's also a winner because he was there for yeah. a decent time. Very good point guard at but Kansas. Is he though, Bill Self has this. He does very this thing undersized. where they have like thirty wins every year, and then they just lose in the second round to like a nine seed. That's true. All right. so, well, that's all I got for um, anyone Cole, else. Do you have anything else on the draft? Anything on the NBA? Um, I guess just talking about the Nets pick real quick mm-hmm. on. Who they should take, and it's, you know, obviously at twenty-two, not a lot of people left. But I think you should just go for a pure creator. 
somebody who could just like oh. make plays, who a play score, get his own shot. I got you. Gotcha. So yeah, um, Joey, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate no problem, having man. you. Had a good time, guys. And uh, we'll talk next time, guys. All right. Everywhere I go and even in my dreams I can scheme a way to make her mine Cause I know she's living fat Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball So how am I gonna...